Yo, welcome back to uh, High Note with Andrew Patterson. I said yo because that makes Daniel cringe. Uh, <laughs> anyway, today my guest is Daniel Martin. He's, I don't know how to describe him. He has a job and he does stuff and he does or does not eat ass. We're not sure. Uh, I've been tattooing him for a while and uh, I'll ask him the normal questions. You, you are you ready for this? I'm ready. He's ready. All right. Your voice sounds way better on mic than my squeaky voice. Uh, what's the best advice you've ever been given? Um, I've never really been one to take advice. I just kind of <laughs> wing everything I do in my life, and it usually gets me in some pretty bad situations. But that's just who so I. So I've never had. I've never really paid it. I don't know. Good advice. Uh, I don't know. Uh, what's your favorite animal? Um, I really like. I was thinking about this the other day, and there's a lot of good options, but... <laughs> Did I, I send you this? No. Oh, okay. You didn't send me that. Okay. But if I had to choose a favorite animal, it would probably be like a penguin or something, because they just like chill. That's cool. I like penguins. Uh, I like that they're always dressed for like formal events and shit. They're ready to go. Uh, what is your ideal date night? Um, my ideal date night would be... Pick her up at seven. Take her to McDonald's. Get the three for five value menu, and then take her back to my mom's house and have her sneak in the window, and just kind of do our thing and see where it goes from there. Would there be any intoxicants involved in that? No. Nah. No. Nah. No. Nah. I, I don't do illegal substances. Okay. <laughs> Uh, all right, so we covered that one. Uh, if you could, this is my favorite one every time so far, and this is why I keep asking them. And Egypt even said, take some of these out. I was like, no, they're fucking staying. Uh, if you could ask Adolf Hitler, the guy with the mustache. Yeah, I know who Hitler is. Any one question, you get one, you don't get unlimited. What would you ask him? That is a good question. That's a wonderful question. Um, I don't really know what I'd ask him. Like, but <laughs> I don't think I would be... I think I could be around him because I have blonde hair and blue eyes, but I don't really know. I never even thought about that. He would kill me. I have brown eyes. He'd be like, yeah. he'd probably call me impure or something. Yeah. But I'm part like, that's what I got told growing up. Like, oh, you're part of Hitler's perfect race. So I guess I'd be safe. His perfect race goes to McDonald's for the three for five? Well, they didn't have McDonald's then, but <laughs> I'm pretty sure, like, if that was still around, Hitler would definitely eat yeah. McDonald's. That fool was, like, on math and stuff, so I think we're good. Yeah. Um, same question, but Martin Luther King Jr. Hmm. I don't know. That's a good question. I, yeah, I love these. Like, like, it's so hard, and every time people are like, well, what would you ask him? And every time it's fucking different. I don't know. That's something you'd have to think about, like. That's why we're throwing it out there when you didn't know I was going to ask it. That's the idea. Um, if like he was still alive today and I could ask him a question, I'd probably ask him how he thinks everything's going as far as what his vision and his yeah, dream was. That's kind of what I land on usually too. Something along those lines. Um, okay. Who is the nicest person you've ever met? And it cannot be your significant other or a family member. Like you can't say it was my mom. She's super nice. Like that's against the rules. Nicest non-family member, non-person you've banged. Um, well, you could have banged to them previously. You just can't be banging them consistently now, which that's also, don't say that if that's the case. That's not a good idea. You'll get in trouble. Bang on this fake podcast. Sorry, go ahead. What? <laughs> <laughs> um, the nicest person I've ever met. But it cannot be a family member. 
Like, honestly, I don't even think I got his name. Uh, I was like 16 and we blew a tire out on the side of the road and like, we were like an hour away from the house and didn't have any money to get back or get our tire fixed or anything. And this dude just like pulls over and takes us to the tire shop and then buys us a brand new tire and gets put on and Damn. then comes and puts it on the car for us just to make sure we're good. Like just some random dude. And I never even got his name or anything. That's awesome. I mean, I don't think he cares that you didn't get his name, but uh, yeah. I put a thing on my Instagram today about like the, the hardest thing you've ever done. And I haven't looked at the answers yet, but after the first one, I was like, oh, this is probably going to go a different direction than I thought. <laughs> like, uh, the first one that I replied to was just the guy was stationed in Korea for a year. And I was like, sounds like you've had a good life so far, buddy. Like, that's yeah. not too, too bad. That's um, not terrible. I nah. mean, unless it's like right now and you're stationed in yeah. Japan with the coronavirus and everything. Dude. Like, my dad called me yesterday to tell me to like go buy made in China stuff that we use for the shop, like razors and all that. Because yeah. my sister couldn't find toilet paper in Denton. Like Denton, Texas, big city. That's wild. I was like, how how is there no toilet paper? That's crazy. But yeah, I thought toilet paper was probably made here. I don't even know. I feel uh, like toilet paper probably is made here, but I don't, I don't know. know. Uh, maybe it's packaged in China. Maybe we make it here, send it to China for packaging because the packaging is done so cheaply or something. I don't know. Uh, what's your favorite emoji? Uh, let's you see gotta go look. The most. That's that's a good. Just the most recently used uh, or most commonly used one on your phone is probably what we should be doing the little laughing crying emoji thing is it sideways or is it regular well the, the regular one is first and the sideways one okay is cool i like the sideways one better it's just like a little like the regular one is like okay i laughed but i yeah. wasn't really crying yeah that's if exactly, i'm really crying i'm gonna throw both of them in there that's how i go with it too like yeah like six of the really sideways funny, if it's really funny i'll do the sideways one but if it's just like kind of funny then i'll use yeah. the regular one usually when i send people messages they get no emojis back like nobody thinks my messages are funny because they're very straight to the point and there's no periods on them uh pipeline life i just wrote that down because your last time i checked you were a pipeliner and then yeah, you said you hadn't worked do. in a while okay but didn't you recently say you hadn't had work in a while or something like no like no it's been like two weeks i was oh i thought it was like you were like legitimately like laid off or something i don't know no, i'm going to florida actually and like actually wednesday i'm leaving oh, for florida cool so. so you can go see mary lee out there how yeah. close to tampa would be uh, i looked it up when she was in town, because I wanted to come see her when she was in town, but it's like four hours from where I'm going to be, so. Okay, so you could get a tattoo, but it wouldn't be a thing where you're going to pop in and get a tattoo every other week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Capri Suns. Why do you have an obsession with Capri Suns? Well, I've recently gotten clean and sober from the Capri Suns. <laughs> I got the fucking Kool-Aid jammers over there if you need one. I don't want to relapse. Okay. But I appreciate the offer. So what, what... How hard of a life was it being addicted to Capri Suns? I don't know. Every day you just wake up and you can't get out of bed until you get that, you pop that pouch and then. <laughs> you gotta get that stab. Yeah. It's just like, it's, it's hard. It's rough. And you know, anybody that needs help with the Capri Suns, I recommend you reach out and. Reach out to a friend. Reach out to a friend. If you don't have any friends that understand the addiction, I'm always here. You know, Daniel can, Martin on everything, right? That's just straight up. Nobody could have got your username first. At dmartin93. Oh, is it really? I was yeah. just making shit up. And then yeah. what is it on Instagram? Uh, I think it's the same thing. Okay. Because I got it under something else on there. On Snapchat? <laughs> yeah, it says something else. <laughs> I always go, what? what is it again? It involves overweight women and uh, masturbation. Hold on. What is it? On Instagram, it's white trash Daniel. Okay. White trash Daniel. If you have a Capri Sun addiction and you need to reach out, 
White yeah. Trash Daniel on Instagram. And that's, I'm t- come on, man. It makes noise when you set it on the table. I gave you the pad. <laughs> anyway, why do people lick buttholes? Um, I don't know. I've still never licked butthole to this day. And How old are you? I'm 26. Oh, that's going to change. It's fine. Didn't you just recently lick butthole for the first time? <laughs> if I, I might have told you a joke about that. I think I had a dream about it. Uh, weed's been changing my life a lot. So, but there was a day where I was trying to figure out if it really happened or if it was a dream. And I think we've established it was a dream, but I'm still not 100% sure. But I haven't like consciously went in and been like, this is what I'm doing today. But if it, you know. Well, the, the closest I ever got is one night, like, it was, we were kind of drinking and everything, and then we are doing our thing, and then I just made eye contact with the butthole <laughs> and thought about it for a good two minutes, like, just staring eye to eye with it and I couldn't bring myself to do it. I mean, that's, that's fine. I just, it's, you've changed my life and all of my clients life with your butthole story. Cause I realized the other day, like the only reason I talk about buttholes like six hours a day <laughs> is because of you telling me about that one time that you almost did. Um, what makes people funny? I have like one straightforward answer and then a million vague answers for this. I think, I don't really know what makes people funny, but I feel like the funnier people in life are the people that are messed up, like don't, aren't right in the head. Yeah, I was gonna, maybe maybe I should rephrase that. What drives people to try to be funny and uh, or to be good at it, I guess? I don't think it's something you really try at. I think a lot of times it just comes naturally. Like people just say shit that's off the wall. It's like. That's where I'm at. Normal people would be like, wow, I that's say fucked, fucked up, up shit a yeah. lot. Yeah. But also I realized most of the time ugly people are hilarious because they have to be and I'm beautiful. So I'm not sure exactly what happened there. Yeah. I like how you just had a straight face. You didn't have any reaction. You agreed I was beautiful <laughs> essentially with your face. That's fine. Um, so <laughs> how would you describe Lawton to a person from a foreign country? Describing somebody from Lawton. Well, no, describe Lawton as a town. Like, oh. if, let's say you're like in Ireland, and they're like, "So, what's the town you live like? Like, compare it to this. How would you describe Lawton?" Um, I don't really know. I feel like to describe the people here, you're either G or you're Y, <laughs> and I don't really know how to describe the place other than there's nothing here. Like. For a hundred thousand people, good tattoo shop though. There's good tattoo, a good tattoo shop. There's two, two good <laughs> tattoo shops. And I don't. Botan is a place you just have to be there to understand it. I guess. That's that's kind of I. I like to write shit down that I'm not even sure how I would answer, especially like for people like you. Um, I just wrote a bunch of other random shit on here, but what do you think about the death penalty? We'll get straight into that. That one's actually like a serious thing instead of just a silly joke. I've been watching a lot of stuff on Netflix lately, actually, about people that like killed people. And and a lot of times I feel like it is necessary. And for people like child molesters and stuff that get like three years in prison, I feel like the death penalty should be a thing. But... There's a lot of, from watching Netflix, I feel like there's a lot of people on there that don't deserve to be on there. Well, my thing has always been, um, and this is like where I differ from my whole family. They're all like, let's just kill them. Uh, I went to a trial for a Boy Scout thing when I was a kid and a guy was sentenced for a crime that was, it was proven in court. He did not commit it because it didn't happen. Yeah. Uh, a guy got shot, but he didn't really get shot. A doctor looked at the guy and was like, yeah, he's never been shot in his life. There's no way unless it just grazed him because he doesn't even have minor scars. And uh, the guy still, the guy that they claimed shot him, still went to prison for attempted murder. 
um, just because it was easier to say guilty and get out of there and make it to work. And he was like a black dude that admitted he used to be a drug dealer or was possibly still a drug dealer. And they were like, fuck it. We'll just put him to put him in jail for something else. Yeah. So I've always had a concern that like that could happen. And I feel like on death row, they probably aren't quite as laid back and saying fuck it so much. But I've always been worried about that happening or a person being framed for something. I mean, there's like, have you heard of the Innocence, Innocence Project? Mm, yeah. Kinda. Okay. It's. I mean, I don't know a lot about it, but it's pretty cool. It, they basically just go find people that for sure didn't do the shit and then like Help with prove their innocence. Yeah, new yeah. technology like DNA. I mean, DNA is not new now, but DNA evidence. They knew to save blood samples from a lot of stuff before we had DNA as a process to, to pick out who did what. And they would save blood samples because they would use like a blood type or some shit. And they also knew like, let's just save this for the future just in case. And they didn't know why or they didn't claim to know why. Yeah. So like a lot of old DNA shit comes out and then people like, man, I listened to a podcast with this dude that had been in prison for like 20 years for murder. And it was because he was at the wrong place at the wrong time. And then he tried to lie and say, he was like, uh, yeah, I was actually wherever he made up the place saying he was is where this lady got killed. So that's um, crazy. Yeah, it fucked his whole life up. Um, what happens when we die? Um, I actually think about that pretty often, which is kind of <laughs> weird. But It is very weird. <laughs> um, Eddie started this one, by the way. I don't, I don't rest, really necessarily know, per se. I guess everybody has their own beliefs, but I just feel like you just cease to exist. Like That's, that's kind of what Eddie said. And I like how you say feel like. I have a weird hang up with people that say they're positive about that. Yeah. Like that seems crazy to me, but also like positive about heaven or positive about hell seems crazy to me too. Yeah. And that's exactly kind of the same way I am. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know. It seems logical that what you said would happen. And it seems logical that some form of reincarnation, that's not like the regular conventional, like I turn into a cow if I was good and a yeah. fly if I was bad. I don't believe in that, but I think there's a possibility for some level of reincarnation or something, but I'm not sure what I think. Um, who's your favorite Backstreet Boy? I don't really know any of their names, but I know a lot of their songs. What's I- your favorite dude from NSYNC, then? It's the same thing. I just say Joey because he's on Impractical Jokers a lot, and I don't know who the other ones are. I don't really know any of their names. I just sing their songs in the truck like once a week. Once a week for real? Probably like three times a week. All right, yeah. cool. That's better. Um, what do you think about Britney Spears being under her dad's... Uh, like her dad's like her legal guardian still and she's like our age. Oh, well, she's older than us. She's like 30 something. Um, that's pretty cool. I guess <laughs> like I wish my parents, well, I don't know. I wish my parents still took care of me sometimes. Uh, I don't, I, I kind of like the independence that I've I like the obtained. independence, but I wish they would like, <laughs> like shoot you a hundred every now and then. Yeah. She's cool. like, Hey, Danny boy, here's a hundred dollars. Yeah. Um, there was a thing on here that I liked. Why do people like tattooers so much? That's another. I, a lot of the shit's just shit I wrote down, and then we'll actually talk talk. Uh, um, why do why the fuck do people like tattooers so much? Um, a lot of them are crazy and don't give a fuck, and it just comes <laughs> naturally. Like, and they're just that's what. Like, I don't know. Most people try to get people to like them, and y'all don't give a fuck either way. <laughs> we we actually end up. Some of us, at least, uh, trying to figure out ways to make people not like us, but still get tattooed by us. We're trying to find that line. Yeah. Because it's like, dude, it's fucking weird. I mean, it's it doesn't seem real when people are like, dude, like, if you're not talking about my work, then I don't understand why you're talking to me like we're BFFs when I haven't met you yet. Yeah. It's real strange. So it's always freaked me out. And I kind of like I think I like it. And then I also think I like to complain about it, which is fucking stupid. Yeah. 
Um, and I think another thing is, you know, the ones that do good work like you, like they see like other people get tattoos by you and the ones that have never been tattooed by you is like, oh yeah, that guy's really good. You know, I'm going to try to be his best friend. And Yeah. And like, it's like a manipulation thing. Yeah. That's what we're always afraid of too. Like anybody that we think is like, like the clients that are like, hey man, after this, you want to go grab dinner? I'm always like, no, even if I like you or I've known you forever, I'm just like, I feel like we should separate those things because yeah. if, if, if we make it a thing, I have like one or two clients that I do that with occasionally, but it's really rare just because it feels weird and it feels like yeah. they might actually want to have dinner with you or they might think that's going to get their next one to be half price yeah, or and, free. Yeah. And that's definitely true. You should separate like personal and business. Yeah. I feel so. like girls don't have an option there. Like guys are always trying to get some, like guys are just trying to get tattoos out of me and girls are too. Yeah. Guys are always trying to get one thing out of girls. And that I don't know how, like, if you're a prostitute, how do you separate business from pleasure? It seems hard. I don't really think, do you, do prostitutes date? Like, I don't know. I don't think so. I think, I think either prostitutes are like high end and in a relationship, like they're married or a really steady thing. And their husband understands 20 years old and have a 70 year old husband or that. And then the third option, probably the most common is they are in a relationship with that dick and that dollar. Like they're just trying to go, they're just working all the time. I don't think they're really dating. I dated a stripper once. It's kind of the same thing. <laughs> You're going to catch so much heat for that. I mean, it's kind of the same concept. I feel like it's the same thing. It's she, you're, you're trying to not get jealous of other dudes that get to rub on your girlfriend. Yeah, it's kind of the same thing. And when I was dating her, like, at first it was like a, like, oh, I need to save her. Like, tell her to quit stripping and stuff. <laughs> at a point, I was just like, oh, fuck it. I'm just going to go to the strip club every night and hang out. And then I'll be like. Hell yeah, girl, get that money. But I feel like it would be hard. It would be weird. It was weird. It was really the, weird. And that relationship was a train wreck, so I do not recommend dating strippers. Do they not have like a rule where boyfriends aren't allowed at the club or something? I feel like they would. Well, I feel like classy clubs would, but okay. strip clubs in Lawton. You say strip clubs plural. Is there still more than one? I feel like there's only one now. Because there's one past, okay, Dragons. Dragon sure. West. And yeah. then there's one past that, I don't know if it's a strip club or what, but it, it says Cowboys. Be, yeah, it used to be Cowboys. And then it, before that, it was not Sidewinders. What was it? Um, Platinum. Uh, Sidewinders out by Madison yeah. Park. Yeah, Platinum. Okay. I think uh, somebody got shot or something. Or, I don't know. They Man, shut it down. people get shot at clubs all the time. It doesn't stop I feel shit. like they banned Fort Sill from going there. So Yeah, uh, that would down. definitely hurt their yeah. business. But um, that's what happened with Sidewinders too, but it was because they were giving alcohol to minors. Like, yeah. like my brother-in-law got, was like a little kid out there drunk. They got busted at like 4 a.m. still serving alcohol or something. Oh, yeah. yeah. And like, I mean, I, it wouldn't surprise me at all if some of the strippers were minors and some of the strippers were like doing full-blown prostitution. And there's a lot of drugs. That place is crazy. Like, I've I heard so many weird stories. Like, I went once, when I was dating that stripper, actually, we went. She worked at Dragon. And we went to the other strip club and like all the strippers had like knife wounds and bullet holes and, <laughs> and then the stripper I was dating ended up getting in a fight with another stripper and it was really, it was really crazy. Okay. So tattooers go get tattooed by people we, we look up to, to try to learn from them. Do you think yeah. strippers do that? Like they go to like the good club in Dallas to try to like do a little I feel research. Like they definitely do like, I would, you know, you follow a lot of tattooers on Instagram. I yeah. feel like maybe they follow. Strippers for strippers and like stripper like, techniques like damn look at this bitch getting it on the polar look how much money she made this weekend yeah. yeah i wonder if it gets like as negative and competitive as some tattooers get like like okay we complain about everything other tattooers do like now it's not an argument but people used to get mad if you put a sponsor to ad on yeah. your instagram post like i would post something on instagram and it doesn't really boost it that much anymore so it doesn't matter but 
it's a fucking business. I'm trying to get people to see my work. If I put an ad on there with a picture of my work and more people see it, that's good. People used to be like, man, I've never fucking paid for an ad once and I'm, I'm still like, yeah. I'm struggling. I'm like, yeah, that's fucking don't do that and then yell at me because you're struggling if you're yeah. not trying. Like, that's trying. But I, I feel like strippers should have that issue. I don't know why. Um, My Instagram stories, we already fucking covered that. Um, So what are you going to do in Florida? What's the deal with that? Go to work. Pipeline. Just, same, same thing. thing. Okay, yeah. so what? Like, what is your actual job title? Like, is, do they just call you a pipeliner? Uh, yeah, uh, a labor hand, I guess. And then, are there like cooler jobs that you try to move up to in that? Or yeah, is it just like, like you can be a welder or run heavy equipment, or there's just all kinds of stuff you so can do. To be a welder out there, do you still have to like go to school and learn no, how to get certified, like, or do they just teach you? If you go to welding school, it doesn't really teach you anything about welding on pipe. So, to get into that, you'd have to. Start out as a helper, which basically you just hand them rods all day and clean their welds. <laughs> I can hand a rod to somebody all get day. Get treated like shit. And you got to watch and learn and get taught. And that's the best way to do it because, like they've always told me, school, welding school doesn't yeah. help at all. Well, I mean, I know a lot of people that have been to welding school, and I feel like for basics and for people that don't have any knowledge of welding, it's great. Yeah. And then I feel like if you're trying to, if you have the opportunity to be around professional welders that are doing one type of welding on pipes versus like welding fucking brackets yeah. and shit, I feel like that'd probably work pretty good. I mean, it sounds like apprenticeship over tattoo school to me. Yeah. Like, do they yeah. have tattoo school? Yeah. Yeah. In Oregon, they have, uh, you have to go to tattoo school now. So what a lot, <laughs> yeah. What a lot of places have done is like a tattoo shop will turn into a tattoo school and they'll just like accept X amount of people and, they'll try their best to like make it actually good because the alternative is some fucking washed up old dude that can't afford to make a living tattooing is trying to teach tattooing at a school school. So they'll like make a tattoo shop into a school. So they'll call it a tattoo school, but it'll just be a big shop with like 20 chairs in it. Yeah. Um, the problem with that is the people that are doing that, some of them are doing it to make a bunch of money. Some of them are doing it to try to prevent a bunch of bullshit from happening and nobody fucking supports them on their decision. Like either, like no people with big tattoo schools hate them and other tattoos hate them too. Like, I don't really get it. I'm just thinking like fucking people are going to learn. Uh, if you're trying to make it better, I can't get mad at you. Even if it's weird. I think tattoo schools are weird as fuck. The idea freaks me out, but yeah, I never even do? heard of tattoo yeah. school. I thought it was what? just something like you have a artistic talent, I guess. Cause I don't feel like everybody has is an artist or everybody can tattoo and because yeah. I can't draw worth the hell. You gotta if you can't draw, you gotta draw a shitload before you start trying to yeah. tattoo. Like you gotta and get years of practice in. Then I figured you just start out with an apprenticeship and yeah, or do whatever else works. I mean, apprenticeships have been getting easier and better, and there's less like stupid abuse and all the shit that you know. There's still some old school assholes that'll do some terrible things to their apprentice. But for the most part, like the hazing and abuse that happens in an apprenticeship is like, you know what? The change is only 50 cents. Yeah. Let me get it back real quick. Like <laughs> that's, that's about as brutal as it gets. Like I'm not going to give you 50 cents for getting my coffee or whatever. It's not bad. Um, so it works. And a lot of people have the, if it ain't broke, don't fix it thing. A lot of people have the like uh, famine mentality. They're worried about other tattooers taking their job. I have figured out that the only people that are really good at tattooing that are worried about more tattooers coming in are usually the ones that were taught by one person to do it exactly that way and they do it that way or they just kind of are like parroting something they heard. 
like I have a friend that's a really good tattooer that he, and I mean, I also don't support the idea of tattoo schools really, but I don't think we yeah. have a lot of options. But, um, he was like freaking the fuck out about a tattoo school once. And I was like, dude, but what, what is it? Hurt? He's like, we don't need more tattooers. I was like, but why? You're like really fucking good. Nobody like, yeah, there's when you're working in Lawton and there's 50 tattooers and a hundred thousand population or whatever, and you're booked for three months and the other guys like struggling to make a living, you don't have to worry about it. You just keep getting better. Yeah. And that's been my attitude the whole time. Even when I sucked, like just keep fucking getting better and somebody, and that's the or make your shit unique. Anything really with anything you do, just that's all you can do is just try to keep getting better. Yeah. But people get real focused on trying to like prevent more people from coming in or, or the other guy from getting better. Like, yeah. like rather than burning somebody else's shop, just get a better sign for yours. Like that's how I see it. I don't really get yeah. and a that's, lot of that. Whenever you open this shop, the second shop, I was wondering about that too. How was it? received i guess uh that. it's been a problem <laughs> <laughs> i pissed some people off it's cool uh so conventionally speaking if you have a tattoo shop and you're gonna or if you don't yet and you're gonna open in a town anywhere you're supposed to go to the other shops and ask permission and i've always thought that was fucking stupid because you're gonna do it anyway like if, if it was like lawton or elgin or something and i i went and I asked everybody in town and they were like, actually, man, it's real slow now. And I don't know if we could afford to have another shop. I'd be like, all right, maybe it would be better for me to tap into that small town market and try to get people to come to me and get the little tattoos or whatever. So for that reason, it makes sense. But anything further than that, like, let's say an old asshole says, no, you cannot open in town. Yeah. And that and goes you just, back to that mentality yeah, you were just talking yeah, about. You did the respectful thing. It's yeah. the same as asking like your girlfriend, if you can, or your girlfriend's dad, if you can propose, like if you're to fucking do it anyway, I didn't ask Brandy's dad. I didn't go, Hey, is it cool if I marry her? Like yeah. that motherfucker's not going to get in my way. I'll fucking punch him in the face. I won't. <laughs> He's a nice guy. I'm just saying like, he wouldn't have tried to stop me anyway. Yeah. But if he was going to, and I asked and he said, no, then I look like more of an asshole for being like, Oh, well fuck you. I'm going to do it anyway. And that's, yeah. So, you can't really win with that strategy. And I've always thought it was bullshit and I've always kind of whatever I want to do. I like to like step back and look at it and pretend I'm somebody else. And I'm looking at me and trying to be a judgmental hater. And if I don't fucking find anything to legitimately pick out at it, like yeah. opening a shop without permission from other tattooers, like I've had a shop in town for fucking four years or something. I mean, it's not like I haven't been here as long as a lot of the other shops, but if I want yeah. to open a second place and I'm not adding more tattooers to it, it's not fucking right. affecting anybody. Right. Like it's just how I'm doing my business. So asking permission would be fucking stupid. But the yeah. point is you're supposed to ask permission. I didn't. I've been, uh, I don't know. What's the word? I'm no longer, uh, part of the crowd in lot and tattoo. Like there's, <laughs> there's definitely a lot of tattooers that I get along with and stuff, but like the other shop owners, uh, there's one of them I used to, every time I saw him, he'd shake my hand. We'd talk for a couple minutes. And last time I saw him, he gave me a head nod and it's like, it, it might just be me overthinking shit, but like, he always was like, Hey, how you doing, man? How's the shop? How's the kids? Like, and then now it's a head nod and I'm like, all right. So going fine. back on that, have you, has anybody come to you to ask permission for the shops that have come and gone in the time you've been here? No, So no, like only one shop's open, uh, Wait, let me see. Yeah, only one shop's open since I opened Avenue besides this one. And the guy that opened that used to work for me, so obviously I knew ahead of time. And yeah. he, had, he had already went around and asked everybody, including the shops that I don't think you should call tattoo shops, uh, yeah. sat down, bought everybody lunch, like did the thing. And, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. I just don't fucking get it. Yeah. And, I like, anything that I don't understand why I'm doing, I just don't like to do. And I'm getting way better at that. So I'm more like... 
okay, I'm going to find a realtor. I'm going to find a location. I'm going to rent a place. If I can't get a license, I'm going to lock the door a lot and not put a tattoo shop sign on the door. Like that's, <laughs> that was like, I was, the plan was private studio anyway, but I wanted to like make it easy to find and hire one person. I wanted to hire Jason Rivera. He works here now. So my thought on that was open it, do everything right as far as how I do shit's concerned, but not in the tattoo scene. Yeah. And so like it's licensed and all that, but legitimately I was considering just like, Hey Jason, you want to work over at Avenue and I'll work there a couple days a week with you. And I'm just be hiding in a little tiny shop, just fucking tattooing. And I'm going to have tinted windows and not tell anybody except my clients. Yeah. Like just cause I'm fucking weird. Yeah. And the point it like, it's stupid. I don't know why the thought of don't get a license really can't like, that's kind of stupid. But like the, the restrictions are so fucking ridiculous. Like you can't, you can't put them anywhere without rezoning it unless it's a really old building. And there were some buildings I liked and I was like, dude, I'll fucking, I'll tell the landlord I got a candle shop in this bitch. And like, <laughs> what are you going to do? Um, it, that goes back to how I think tattooers usually thought traditionally. And now there's like a, you have to align with, well, actually, you know how the whole fucking world is? You're on Facebook, right? It's a fucking, like, it's got to be, like, you're pro or anti-trans. You're, like, a huge yeah. Trump guy or you're not. Yeah. That's kind of how the tattoo world's come. Like, everybody's divided on everything, which doesn't make any sense because we're all doing the same shit. We're all enjoying our life, we're, or we should be. We're all, like, we have a fucking dream career, and yeah. then we're it's too easy, so we just start being little bitches. And I'm saying <laughs> we collectively, including myself, like... We just complain about shit that doesn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> like, man, that guy fucking showed up t 10 minutes early. Like, that's actually a thing I bitch about every day. Somebody shows up 10 minutes early, I don't get to poop. But what you don't understand is I don't poop for fucking 14 hours then, and I'm used to pooping like five times a day. So that's rough. But that's if that's the biggest problem you have, that's fucking stupid. <laughs> like, yeah, I get like it. that's a really small problem. Is the pipeline world like that, or are you guys just hard motherfuckers? No, it's kind of like that, like... They find stupid shit to bitch about all the it's time. It's like, dude, you get paid too much, so you're just yeah. gonna complain. Yeah. Well, that's that's kind of how it is. Like, the more you get paid, the less you have to do. And then when you get that power of like being a foreman or a superintendent or whatever, which is like the people that run the show, yeah. Um, you just let that shit go to your head and you turn into a cocksucker. And it happens sometimes yeah. when people just finish their apprenticeship. That happens. Yeah. In tattooing. <laughs> They're just uh, and like the tattooer thing. I still don't understand the whole like the the cocky i'm better than you shit because we're drawing on people it's i feel like we tricked everybody to paint is this much to fucking scribble on them like it doesn't make yeah. sense to me and it's i mean i say we not like my tattoo ancestors basically like it's i'm not gonna charge less than the guy down the road right and but it cost me fucking 20 bucks to set up for a tattoo and people are always like well the reason the shop minimum is 100 is because of this and this and no it's because we don't want to fucking set up for 30 minutes for a dollar like yeah exactly it's i mean it's not it's our time we're yeah. working and somebody else would get that tattoo and we feel like we've earned the right to fucking do that yeah. and again i'm not gonna charge less than the guy down the road that sucks like if i'm way better at tattooing i'm gonna charge at least the same and there's there's a couple guys in town that are really good and they charge one of them charges way more than me. One yeah. of them charges about the same. Uh, and then all the guys that work with me, like uh, we're all in the same general. I mean, it might be like if you asked us all the same tattoo, it might be $30 off for yeah. each person's quote. It's not crazy. And then if you go down the road, there's one shop that undercuts all the prices. Um, and then other than that, everybody else in town is pretty much the same. And undercutting the prices has made them really busy, but they make the same amount of money and working really hard. <laughs> I feel like they're some of the shops I'm 
you know, I'm probably not going to say like, yeah, don't name any names. I don't like, cause I'm actually like, I get along really well with a few shop owners in town and everybody's been really nice to me. I don't want to, I don't want to talk shit. Like the, some of the shops, you know, that do shop, I guess charge the higher prices. The work is, the quality is way better. And with other shops that like to undercut and stuff, I guess they're probably, I feel like some of their work that I've seen on, cause I've never been in them, but Mm. like Facebook and Instagram or whatever is like, some of them look like jail tattoos. Yeah. No, there's so. some, and there's one, like we were all talking about this yesterday. Uh, we kind of all were done about seven 30. We don't close till nine. So we're just kicking it. And, uh, somebody asked me if I had seen a shop in town, like the, the owner's story. And I was like, no, I haven't. Uh, I've been blocked, but it's cool. <laughs> so I went, and looked. I went and looked and it was like, now this is a good tattooer. Like he's a good tattooer. Um, almost all of them look bad. And it was because it was a pop in Saturday. People just started getting tax returns. It's crazy. And he was trying to bang out as many as he can and just get money. Yeah. And like that works for now for this week or even a year, but I don't think it's a good long-term plan. And I mean, the way I try to do it, I try to make everybody just not be able to go somewhere else. Like I try to make it affordable and then make, I feel like I'm fucking making a commercial for myself today. I'm sorry. But like, my philosophy on it is if I can make it where you don't want to go to somebody else because you enjoy your time at my shop so much and you don't want to go somewhere else because you're scared they might fuck it up and I did a good good enough job, you trust me, and I made some minor changes and they were better than you expected. Like, if I can do that every time, then I don't fucking run out of clients ever. Yeah, and that's kind of the way I am. Like, I travel all over the country for work and anywhere somebody's like, oh, bro, let's go get a tattoo. And I'm like, no, nah, <laughs> I'm good. Like, because you're the only person I'll let tattoo me. Well, and besides Mary Lee, I was but. saying Mary Lee. Uh, no, we'll get you some. There's some people out there that are definitely better than me. Like, there's I could steer you in the direction where you'd be like, "Oh shit, I'm never coming back to you." Like, I sent one of my clients to Ty Harris. He's fucking. He's the guy that did this one. Yeah. And the guy is used to paying my prices. Ty's about double. I mean, he's really fucking good. Yeah. He's worth it. And he was like, "This guy when he first came to me only had I think sixty dollars in his pocket." for a tattoo that was going to be way more than $60 and he just didn't know. Yeah. And I was like, man, I think, and I think me five years ago, I would have been like, this guy's a fucking idiot. And I was like, Oh, actually he had no reason to have any idea of how much it's going to cost. Like he should be more prepared, but like, how would he know? Right. And that was, uh, now I do send a pricing sheet to everybody, but I was still thinking if he didn't read that, just, he had tattoos done in a house before they were like 50 bucks or something. Yeah. Um, anyway, I, I, I turned him from that to a guy that, pays full price for good tattoos every four months or so he can yeah. he saves up and he comes and gets a good tattoo for me every four ish months and then he took about six months off to save up to get a tattoo by ty because i talked him into it like i was yeah. like dude like you want that like i would kill it but you know who would kill it twice as hard that motherfucker and that guy's in yeah. austin he's well he's in kyle texas this guy's got to drive six hours and pay twice as much and i talked him into getting tattooed by somebody else and i think he just realized like if this guy's trying to tell me to not give him money and give somebody else yeah. my money and travel. Clearly he's not fucking, it's right. not wrong. Right. Like I, I have no motivation to do that except because I like, I like Ty. Right. He's a cool guy. And a lot of the tattooers, I feel like even if they weren't confident about being able to do something, they'd be like, Oh yeah, I can do that. Some of them it's getting better because there's so many tattooers like there. That's still definitely a problem, but there's a lot of tattooers that realize like, Hey, I look better if I just only do shit I'm good at. And yeah. I'm working with four other artists and like, everything's going and I think in all career fields, but especially tattooing from like competitive, fuck you. I'm going to get this money to let me help you. And then maybe next week when I need help, you can help me back. Like there's a lot of like, 
and there's a lot of expectancy with that. Like people are like, well, remember that time I gave you that walk in and it's like, yeah, it's fucking, this is perfect for me. And you're still tattooing and I'm waiting. Like, just let me tattoo them. It's better for everybody. But I mean, that's one in 50 people. Like you're not going to run it. Like tattooers are getting better is what I'm saying. Just people are getting better. Fucking everything's getting better except the whole political climate is getting confusing to me, but it's cool. Uh, I don't pay attention too much, but like shit got why dude. Also, I get fucking ads on Snapchat and Instagram to, I can get a free Donald Trump flag every fucking day. And then they're immediately followed by Bernie Sanders or not Bernie Sanders, uh, Michael Bloomberg ads. And I'm like, those dudes are just two really rich motherfuckers. They have the most advertising money and they're probably going to end up being the top two just off money. Yeah. Like, I don't, I mean, I feel like, I don't know. Do you think there's a possibility that Bernie wins? Like you live here, so it looks like no, but I mean, just from social media, I feel like there's a lot of people that support him, and I'm not really big into politics, so I don't. Me either. I don't care either way. That's why but, I'm asking you instead of somebody that's. Bigger. Uh, I would like I would like Donald Trump to win because he's pro you know oil and gas industry. <laughs> he's pro he's, fracking and shit. Yeah, he's gonna keep me busy, and uh, I mean that may be a shitty thing to say that that's right. the only thing I really know about him, but. But that's if that's what you know, yeah. And that, and that's the, and that's how people get votes. They yeah. they don't. I mean, I don't know if it's universally a thing, but if I can appeal to you, right, and you vote for me, and I can yeah. appeal to somebody else, that guy will vote for me too. Yeah. Where if I try to appeal to everybody, that's just gonna confuse people. Yeah, and just from support on, I guess seeing people talk about it on social media, I think Bernie Sanders may have a chance. Yeah, I'm because... I'm like last last election, I was like, there's no fucking way. But yeah. I mean, I said the same thing about Hillary Clinton, and she was technically, if there was no electoral college, she would have yeah. won. Like she got the most votes. I was right. like, what the fuck? I didn't think anybody would vote for that crazy bitch, but they did. And and the thing is, like people around here and a lot of places I've gone, like if you go to California, everybody has the exact opposite opinion of what people here do and they're like there's absolutely no way i don't understand how trump win it had to be rigged and like if you're here you're like how would anybody but trump when there's fucking flags everywhere like there's people people love him yeah. i don't really i don't know i i don't think i've ever seen a presidential candidate that i really liked uh gary johnson was cool do you remember that dude I he, think the name sounds familiar somebody he it was the only thing that really sticks out like he did a lot of cool shit but uh he was doing like one of those panel shows where there's like five people talking and one of them said, well, you, in your state, you legalized marijuana and marijuana has been known to cause, uh, heart attacks and something else, something else. And she's like naming side effects of weed that don't exist. And as she's talking, he fakes a heart attack on stage. He's like rolling around. And I was just like, you know what? I'd fucking vote for that guy just cause he's funny. Like, and that's, but that's the, the thing is like that both of our opinions, both the things we just said, not a good reason to vote for anybody. Like, yeah, exactly. It's like, that's, we're talking about for you because he would help you. And for yeah. me, because I think he's funny. Yeah. Both of those are bad reasons to vote. Um, there was a, Oh, where, like you said, you've mentioned traveling a lot. Like you go everywhere. How, what all States have you been to for your job? Um, in the last two years I've been to enough that it's hard to name them. Well, Tennessee, <laughs> I started in Tennessee Went to Ohio, West Virginia, Pennsylvania, um, Texas, North Carolina, New York. I feel like there's some other ones, but. Well, so far, what's been your favorite? Like, if you had to move somewhere, where would you go? There's not including cost of living. Like, if you just could, you had unlimited resources. There's a, there's, you know, different things about every place I've been. New York sucks, though. I never want to go back to New York. <laughs> But what part of New York were you in? I was in uh, Rochester, New York. Okay, I don't know shit about Rochester. I've been to Manhattan, like I've been to New York City, yeah. and I stayed in Manhattan and like walked 
from a hotel room to fucking Grand Central, but not no, Central Park and yeah. Grand Central Station's the thing there too. I don't know. The point is, I saw enough in a week that I'm like, I I'm glad there's a lot of shit to do here, but I couldn't fucking handle it. Yeah. It was so busy. And that's how it was. I I really wanted to go to New York City while I was there, just cause so I could say I've been. Yeah, but, you should. And I I didn't get around to it, but uh, Rochester and this rest of New York is I didn't like it at all. <laughs> but my favorite place I've been. I'd say when I was in North Carolina, I was like an hour and a half from Myrtle Beach and Myrtle Beach was awesome. Yeah, Myrtle Beach is cool. I've actually I've tattooed there and it's illegal to tattoo in the city of Myrtle Beach. You have to go like like their shops are all on the outside of city limits. And I didn't know that. And I like booked a fucking condo and I was just tattooing and posted on Instagram and all this (laughs) shit. And uh, I went to usually what I do on those things is I'll ship myself from Amazon a cheap massage table like that and uh, and a printer. Yeah. Or I'll go to Walmart and get a printer and I'll ship myself, depending on what it is. And then it's better to just give it away to a tattoo shop than to try to fly with it. Yeah. And you just kind of adjust your prices for that. And if you tell your clients that, like, hey, I flew out here, I'm kind of on vacation, but I also am going to tack on an extra 50 bucks per tattoo for four or five days. That'll pay for everything. Yeah. So, and they're cool. They don't give a fuck. Like, as long as you're, they're getting a good piece of work and... They, I mean, they were comfortable going to a fucking condo to meet somebody they'd never met. And I was like, all the female clients, I was like, feel free to bring a boyfriend or a, a guy friend with you that's like a big dude that could kick my ass. Like, yeah. you know, I don't I don't want to come off as a creeper. Like, I'm trying to like, I didn't word it that way. I was like, just feel free to bring a friend or two if you yeah, have like a boyfriend. Or, yeah, just to make sketchy. it where they're like, oh, I could bring my boyfriend. Yeah. And uh, I would meet him in the lobby, not like tell him to come up to my room and shit. Yeah. And nobody seemed weirded out at, at all. But when I dropped off my massage table and printer at a fucking tattoo shop they couldn't comprehend that i was giving them something for free or that i had figured out a way to get people to get tattooed by me in a condo so i'm guessing their (laughs) tattoo scene is really weird there because i was like well i'm just in town for a week and i've done all the tattoos i'm gonna do this week so i don't want to fly with this i ordered it and had it shipped to the condo um you guys want it and they were like well how much do you want for it i was like no it's free like you can have this and the printer for free and the guy was like why and i was like well I came out here to tattoo, as I said, and I'm just like explaining the same shit over and over. And he was like, so you don't want any money? And I was like, no, like, I mean, if you don't want it, it's cool. Like I'll take it. I'll give it to somebody else. I just thought you guys could use it. It's a tattoo shop. We go through these things like a motherfucker and they've, I've done it a few times and every time it's just, they freak the fuck out. So now what I start (laughs) doing is I go, Hey, uh, you want to check out my Instagram? <laughs> like just like, so they know I'm a real tattooer and I'm not yeah. like some weird, I don't know what the fuck they think I'm like, why would somebody give you something for free and then it become a bad thing? Unless it's a gun or some shit that can right. be murdered. Well, like I understand if it's a gun knife, fucking baseball bat with blood on it. Yeah. don't accept that as a gift. Yeah. But I just picked out the best shop I could every time and, and they've never fucking thought it was cool. They're always weirded out. So like, if so, if somebody came to you into that, how would, how would you I would be like, you? dude, are you fucking serious? Yeah, let me, uh, you need to do, let me see your work. You want to do a guest spot? Like, uh, next time you're out here, don't use a hotel. We'll just let you work here for like, I'll tell them a percentage that's really fair. And yeah. they like, well, I'd save some money. Like, well, you know what? If you're booking your own shit, how about we do this? You do however many days you book and then you don't pay commission at all as long as you do walk-ins on Saturday and you pay me a regular commission. Yeah. So, something like that to where we're both winning. Um, that would be immediate. Like, that's what I would do. Yeah. Uh, I think it's weird that, I mean, I'm not saying like, I get these guys were like confused. I'm not saying yeah. like they're assholes. Like they were cool. They were just like fucking, uh, why? Yeah. I'm like, I don't know why, why not? What, like what else do I, I'm not gonna put in a fucking dumpster. 
Like, I'm not going to fly with it. Not going to put it in a dumpster. Not going to go to the hand job store and be like, hey, you want this for hand jobbing? Because <laughs> um, that's, that's, they're good for hand jobbing. They should put the hole in the middle, though. I've always thought they should have three I've holes. I've always thought that, too. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I've always thought that. Like, just one. Well, also, if you're just getting a back piece and you happen to be, like, turned on by tattoos, that way you got somewhere to put it, you know? <laughs> like, just to, where it's out of the way. Yeah. Put a nice drape on it. That way the guy can't see it. Or the gal, you know? Gals do tattoos, too. That was one thing uh, Jason and I were talking about yesterday. Or, nope, Friday. Doesn't matter what day of the week it was. Um, there's not a lot of, uh, of black dudes tattooing. And there's tons of women. There's like, it's really fucking weird. And nobody's like 10, 10 years ago, people were always like talking shit about women tattooers and making it sound like it was kind of a man's job. And I just recently realized I only know of like five or six black tattooers and I could name a thousand white ones. And that's freaking me the fuck out. I'm like, what? Like, yeah, I've like, never really thought about there's that. There's a few though. of them. Yeah. It just, well, it came up cause we we're talking about the, like people, people were complaining about inequality in tattooing like male to female and it's gotten pretty, I mean, I'm not saying it's fucking easier for women by any means. I don't know, but it's gotten pretty acceptable to walk into a shop and see exactly the same amount of girls or more girls or yeah. less girls. Nobody fucking cares. Um, or at least from where I live, what I see, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. uh, the shop Mary Lee's at, I don't think they have a single dude there. Like, I mean, they have a dude, two dude piercers. The owner's a guy, they have another piercer, but I'm like, I think all the tattooers are girls. And if they're not, I didn't meet a guy tattooer. Um, so I felt normal cause I'm working with girls over at the other shop. So, yeah. but, uh, yeah, it's weird. Like, what do you think that is? Like, like, do you think that's a thing where people feel like there's like a, cause I don't know a lot of racist tattooers or I would say it's like people feel like they're not welcome. I don't know. I, it's just weird. I don't know. That's a good question something i've never really thought about but you're right i don't yeah like i the the thing was i he said there's got to be a few and i was like all right so i named pooch pooch is this fucking awesome dude he works in uh Ukaipa, i think with roman abrego he's really fucking good tattooer uh there's a guy named like boneface or something um that's pretty well known i don't really know much about him uh there's a couple guys in oklahoma city there's reddy uh frank reddy from oklahoma city he's really good and these are all the guys I know that are good, but I'm just like the ones I'm looking at on the internet. I'm looking for the top best, whatever. And I'm not like, I don't, there could be a few that are black that I just don't know what they look like for sure. Yeah. But I think what brought this up actually was like a guy that I've been following for, Oh, TJ pool too. He's in North Carolina. Well, he used to be in North Carolina. I don't know where he went, but, um, I was looking at a picture of somebody and I was like, I never thought of what he looked like, but I kind of had like a skinny white boy thing in my head. And that's not what I like. It was a dude I've been following for years that, uh, I just, I mean, I don't know if he's black, but he's not white. Yeah. Uh, but it was one of those weird, like, holy shit. I didn't even realize that. And now I feel like there's gotta be something we've missed or something we can do. Like tattooers could do where people, there has to be a reason it can't i feel like maybe you know growing up that's just something that never crossed our mind like oh i want to be a tattoo right like and i feel like that'll kind of go away because everything's getting a little bit like the internet kind of closes a lot of the barriers that like we used to have a thing where it's like you live in this neighborhood so you want to do this and you know people that do that like in lot and you work at goodyear that's what you do if you don't work at goodyear you're poor um <laughs> like is that not pretty that's much true though yeah that like is and I think that kind of goes away when people realize they can like, I don't know, podcast or fucking live stream on Twitch or open a online business selling shit, drop shipping. Uh, they can make something. I think the internet's opened a lot of that up. So I'm guessing in the next 10 years, it'll kind of even out the same way it did with male to female. 
Because, like, when I first started, dude, there were, like, five female tattooers that I knew to exist. It yeah. was very rare. And uh, Mary Lee, I guess, got in at the kind of the beginning of that. Like, she's been tattooing almost as long as me. Um, like, maybe, I think I got, like, four years on her or something. It's not, she's been tattooing for a minute. But the point is, like, just even five years ago, it was fucking weird for girls to try to get into tattooing. And now it's, like, I feel like there will be more girl tattooers in the next five years than guy tattooers that have started in the last 20 years. Like, not not including guys that have been doing it for fucking 35 years and they're about to die. I'm yeah. talking about, like, just, if you just start in 2010 and move forward, people that started then and forward, I think, within the next 10 to 15 years, I think it'll be half and half or more girls. Uh, probably yeah. more girls. I think it's already close to half and half. It's fucking crazy. Um and like I, girls naturally i believe are more artistic so i've never really understood like why that wasn't already a thing yeah um and i guess really kind of like if you tell your parents growing up maybe now it wouldn't be such a thing but like when we were growing up if you were like oh i want to be a tattooer when i grow up like <laughs> they'd fucking kick you in the dick and yeah. sit you outside like when i when i first i was like 15 when i got my first little garage tattoo and my dad was like oh tattoos are fucking stupid like you're going to turn into one of those fucking idiots. I got tattoos all over you. And I was and like, no, look I'm not. At me now. <laughs> no, I'm not. But like, I feel like growing up, I guess there's a still a, I don't really know the word, a stigmatism around them, I guess, where people well, are like, you added some, a stigma. You said, you said a stigmatism <laughs> like that. <laughs> I got it. A stigmatism. I got one of them stigmatisms about yeah. my rapping career. Something like that. But where people are like, Oh, tattoos are trashy and you're never going to get yeah. a job. And Oh, there was. Yeah. And I feel like now they're definitely becoming more acceptable. Yeah. And you know, that, like, tattoo school, that's pissing off a lot of people, too. They're like, man, I, I wish it was still edgy and fucking, like, you had to earn it. I'm like, yeah. dude, you're fucking driving a Bentley. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Like, I've never heard somebody in a Bentley say that. But, like, um, I know a couple tattooers that are rich as fuck. And they just, they make tons of money and they're busy all the time. And they complain about how it's not as edgy as it used to be. Like, they want it to be dirty and, like a little and i get that like you need some excitement in your life but that's why you do something on the side like tattoo 45 hours a week and then go do whatever else yeah also on the subject of 45 hours a week i've today was my sixth day in a row tattooing um i just did a hand today so it wasn't big i had an appointment tomorrow they canceled um but brandy and the kids have been out of town for a week what the fuck do normal people that don't have kids do with their time i got like 65 hours a minute to fucking kill like I've walked my dog twice <laughs> almost every day. I've rolled so many fucking doobies. I've watched TV. I've cleaned the house. I don't, I don't know. Cause fucking clean both shops. That's how it's been for me. Like the last two years, we work six or seven days a week. And yeah. If we're only working six days a week, I'm doing laundry and catching up on everything. Yes. Yeah. Sundays. So. And there's enough. There's still. Dude, my house is still kind of a mess. Like there's still enough shit to catch up on. And like, it's never like what I call a mess is not really that bad. But I've been off work for like three weeks. And I'm just like. Dude, what the fuck am I supposed to do with <laughs> yeah, my life? Like, I'll, go, I'll go to the lot and then do a podcast. Um, but yeah, I'm like, that's why I'm getting so many done this week. Like I was saying earlier, like, I'm just going to try to get ahead on it and hope that the audio quality on these are better. And then I might even hold some of these and publish them later. I don't know. But um, I mean, I'm like, I've enjoyed a little bit of downtime and I thought it was cool, but I've walked my dog so much that I was going to go hiking today. And then I was like, dude, my fucking legs hurt from walking this dog. Like I've walked <laughs> so much. <laughs> But also, this is fun. Uh, I've walked so much and ate less than 1.5 grams of sugar per day. Usually none, sometimes one because it's an edible. 
but definitely under 1.5 grams, which is pretty much no sugar. And uh, I've ate almost nothing but veggies. I had a little bit of cheese, which also contains like a very small amount of sugar in the cheese. It was like a, less than half a gram. The point is I went on a super strict diet of just like veggies, eggs, uh, the occasional cheese to make it taste better. I started loving salt and pepper. I was putting pepper on everything like a motherfucker. But I lost 10 pounds in like five or six days. And I feel good. Like I don't, it's not like, I'm, yeah. it's not like too rapid. Like I had enough weight on me. It's not a big deal. And then somebody messaged me this morning and I was like, man, I'm really fucking proud of myself. And I was like, I don't know. I'm just like, they said, what are you up to? Or something. I was like, lost 10 pounds in five days. And she was like, you can't do that. That's so bad for you. And I'm like, why don't you <laughs> shut the fuck up? Like, so basically what I'm gathering is people get mad at you if you're fat and they get mad at you if you're healthy and they get mad at you if you're too aggressive in the way you try to lose weight and they get mad yeah. at you like... Like those people, Why? like those people that get, uh, it's not like a liposuction. It's like that surgery where they staple your stomach and make it really smaller. Oh yeah. My mother-in-law did like, that. It fucked up her whole life. They're like, Oh, you fucking cheated. You didn't lose weight the right way. Like, it's like, bitch. Hey, at least I'm you made, you made fun of me for being fat. And then, <laughs> and now you're going to talk yeah. shit because I didn't do it the way you want me to. Right. And it's like, I don't know. I don't, I think those weight loss surgeries are getting better. My, my mother-in-law got one a long time ago and it didn't go well. And it like, it fucked her up pretty good, but I feel like if you do that or you eat super healthy or you eat like fucking, you just go on a, I mean, Pendulette, I think it was one of the magicians. I think it was Pendulette, uh, fucking did potatoes only until he lost however much weight he wanted to. He was like, dude, fucking Irish people did it on accident. Like they were forced to, but you, I'm not going to die. It'll be fine. And he just didn't eat anything but potatoes for, I feel like it was like a year or something. He lost a ton of weight. And his theory was just like, hey, it might not be the healthiest way, but I'm not going to overeat if I'm eating one fucking thing all the time. Yeah. And I don't know why I chose potatoes and not like avocados or I don't know. I would have chose something that has like some different, but there was a reason. There was a reason nutritionally he chose it. He's thinner now. He looks better now. I don't know if he fucking feels good or not, but I mean, I felt fucking great. But like right now, if you do intermittent fasting, everybody's like, hell yeah, intermittent fasting is the shit. And two years ago, if you were eating two meals a day, they would be like, well, you have to eat at least five times a day if you want to be healthy. It's like you're supposed to eat five small meals was the thing. Five to six small meals was the thing like five years ago. Um, what? <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> this is a real thing. Yeah. Oh, man, dude, I should publish. The OK, can I read that? Yeah. OK, cool. She, it's not going to make your life hard. No. OK. So, this is your... Girlfriend, I guess. Girlfriend, I guess. Okay, Kinda. so... When asked where he was, Daniel explained that he was going to do a podcast with me, and I'm his tattoo artist, and... It's <laughs> so fucking funny. His girlfriend posted, Lamest, most made-up excuse I have ever gotten going to make a podcast with my tattoo artist. Mm, okay. And then... <laughs> What appears to be a very cute bitmoji, like fucking thumbs up and and shit, and then tagged him in it. I don't understand. <laughs> I don't like. I don't get why she doesn't believe you. Do you want to take a picture of me? I already sent her a picture. She hadn't opened it yet. Though. Does she not believe you? Like still? How long ago did you post that? So I yeah, just make a video of me talking about it. Like how how why would she not? Do you lie to her that much? I don't lie to her. <laughs> I just think that's really random. Like. Like, I'm just going to go, oh, I'm going well, to also, it. it wasn't really planned. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it was to some extent we were going to do it at some point, but I, we both had time today, but yeah, I could see her thinking it's a lie, I guess. It just, my thing, like I said earlier, like, why would you make that up of all things? Like if I'm making some shit up, I'd be like, I'm going to go to Applebee's with my tattoo artist or yeah, I'm, or... Uh, I'm 
my tattoo artist said he'd trade a tattoo for me to mow his grass. I'm going to go mow his grass real quick. Or yeah. I don't know. Like some shit that kind of sounds. And actually that sounds redneck as fuck. But I would totally tattoo for my, like, you'd have to mow it more than once. Yeah. But like, I've traded so much. Dude, I haven't paid cash for jujitsu lessons at all. I just tattooed the shit out of their coach. When did you start taking tattoos? No, my kids do. I don't do oh. it. Yeah, I'll die. Okay. I was about my to back's say, like... a piece of shit. I like, I want to, but. I've discussed this with Jason because he did jujitsu for a while. And he said, like, if your back's feeling good, maybe go into it and just do some real technical shit. And then I discussed it with Brandy and she kind of said the same thing. And then I brought up the point. Do you need this? No. You're like staring at it. Okay. I brought up the point that uh, I tend to go hard in the paint every time I start <laughs> anything. Like I started growing weed and instead of growing like like two plants and trying it out i was like all right what is the legal maximum limit i can do here and then i was on fucking youtube like staying up late at night i started listening to weed podcasts like and i i don't know how good my weed is but i like it a lot and i uh one of my buddies traded some he got from california for mine like he was like can i just trade like can we just swap weight for weight i was like yeah that's fine he's like i just like the flavor man i want to smoke this instead and i was like it probably doesn't get you as high because it didn't come from california but that's cool yeah. but the point is, I go fucking hard when I do shit. Like, I decided I was going to do a podcast to show Brylin that she could do a podcast. Yeah. I'm doing a fucking, like, <laughs> podcast now. Like, I got, like, it might not be great yet, but I got fucking good mics, and I'm, like, trying to figure out the sound detonating shit, and I, I've i done a bunch say, of like, them. When you said jujitsu, I could just see you getting super fucking stoned. I'm like, don't do jujitsu. <laughs> oh, I would. Like... On Step Brothers, like, hey, you want to go do karate in the garage? And <laughs> <laughs> no, I would like for sure. I would take an edible before class every time. But um, I'm just afraid I would hurt myself. Like I'm, I think if I keep working on getting in a little better shape and I get a little closer to where I feel like I would do a good job, then maybe. Or if I quit one of my little side things I'm doing right now, because full time tattooer, <coughs> running two shops uh doing a podcast one day a week usually like so that's not too bad one day a week after work like the reason i do it on the day i do it on which i've learned not to say that out loud because people will show up because they're weird so the reason i do it on the day i do it on is because that day i work by myself so when i get done jason's not in here tattooing so i can just go okay i'm done at six i can have somebody come in i could still be home at nine so yeah. it doesn't really take too much away um growing weed is like an hour a day at most like you're you'll have like one day a week where you're working on them for like three hours and then one day or four days sometimes where you don't do anything but check them. You just walk yeah. out there and go, oh, everything's cool. They don't need water every day. They don't need, like, defoliation every day. Um, so do you have, so like, the whole... Oh, it's gnarly. Like, you got the, the <laughs> lights and... Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, I got the lights and shit. It's fucking stupid. Like, people come over to my house and they're like, why? I'm yeah. like, I don't know, man. I'm fucking crazy. I don't know how to half-ass things. It's weird. Did you just, like... Do it in the garage, or you like built a no? I, so or? I built a small room in the garage, and then I'm using a tent, which is like the universally accepted setup for home grows. Like yeah. people aren't usually doing greenhouses and shit. A lot of the commercial grows actually use tents for starters. Yeah, uh, like they'll start seeds in a tent, or they'll start seeds in like a big room that they just have tons of fucking lights that lower down. Um, and then they'll grow them up to a certain point in a tent, or they'll keep them divided by strain, or like let's say they're doing uh, cross pollination, like seed shit. They might have like a tent seed or a seed tent that they keep further away from the rest of it. Um, so it's it's a pretty decent method, but honestly, the best thing to do would be have a giant fucking warehouse and do an indoor grow that's proper. Um, hey, do we have any Ziploc bags at the shop? Yes, we do. Why? Are you selling weed at the shop? What the hell? Um, sorry, I shouldn't look at my phone while we're doing this, but 
That's we should have went up. live and had people ask questions. Dude, do you want to? Yeah, like, go live right now. Like, I, I'm in Facebook jail. I can't do it. So. You're how? Okay, how okay. do you stay in Facebook jail so like, much? Like, they're so strict about everything, and like, once you've been like told, "Oh, this violates our community standards," they're just gonna keep throwing you in there for that. And the last time I got in there, there's this group I'm in, just some random group, and some guy was live in there. It's like some dude from India or Saudi Arabia or something, and he was in there like trying to find females. And I commented, send Bob's in Bajim, and Facebook auto-flagged that, and I got banned for 30 days. Like, they're so... I don't even know what that means, though. It's like how they say, you know, like, they'll be creepy, and in females' inbox, like, send nudes, but it's their way of saying it, like, send Bob's in Bajim. And I got, like, instantly it said, this comment goes against our community standards, blah, blah, blah. So I tried to, uh, you can, like, appeal it. And it takes a few days. And by the time I appeal it, he had deleted the video. So there's no way for them to prove what was said. And they just don't give a fuck. So <laughs> I got like three weeks left. I love that. That's fucking wonderful. Um, so if you do it again, is it always the same amount of time or does it grow? Um, yeah. If you keep violating like within a certain amount of time each other of each other, your Facebook can actually get deleted. Like even though I've had my Facebook for 10 years, they can just be like, oh, fuck you. We're tired of you and just delete everything and you'll never get anything back. But... Um, I don't know where to put this phone, but we're live now. Oh, shit. Sorry, guys. If you wait a few minutes or like a few months between it, it'll be like seven days. And then if you violate it again, it's 30. So I've never had Facebook gel issues because I got away from Facebook. Uh, I think I got away from it about the same time that, that that started becoming a real issue. But on Instagram, I posted that I was trying to uh, I was trying to trade a gun for a tattoo. Like I was looking for a gun, so yeah. I posted a picture of the gun. I didn't put like a full description. Uh, I just posted that I was trying to trade this type of gun for a tattoo, and I was like careful about how I did it. And now I'm permanently banned from advertising my page. I can still advertise individual posts, but Instagram permanently banned me from advertising my page. And I think that's kind of crazy. Well, I think Instagram is owned by Facebook now. It is, yeah. But Instagram usually has like a little bit different rules. Um, also, for the people on the internet that are looking, we have five or so. Do you want to like put this bitch on selfie mode and tell them to ask us questions? Or it don't how, matter. how are we doing this? You're, it was your you recommendation. Have, you don't have the stand here. Like, Only you know. one of these people. Actually, I do have a stand around here somewhere, but I don't want to leave and then come back and make a bunch of noise. Um, yeah. At less than two people that could possibly see this actually know that I have a podcast. I'm pretty sure. So yeah. that's weird. Um, so I'm going to delete it when it's done. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm not sure. Like, okay. How would you do it? If you, if you were a tattooer and you were starting a podcast and you're trying to kind of separate the things, um, I'm going to switch this to selfie mode just cause people like my face apparently, but I don't want them to, I was thinking do a thing where it's all one thing. Yeah. And I would like, uh, start every Wednesday, just post, say, Hey, here's a new thing on my Instagram. And then I was like, you know what? I'd like to see how this grows organically. And it's actually done like way better than I thought it would organically. Not great, but yeah. like without, I just like separating things and not like cashing in on my followers on Instagram. That's, I mean, I don't think they give a fuck about, a, a, Oh, no cussing on Instagram. They get mad. I don't think they care if I have a podcast or not. Right. Like, I don't, th I think some, I of feel them like some of them would though. Like, yeah, but I don't think it's going to like make it blow up anyway. Right. But I think if I just separate the two things and I have like the podcast going here and then the, the Instagram's a separate thing. And then I don't think anybody really knows about one of the pages. <laughs> I mean, everybody that works for me does, but I just like, I do a bunch of different stuff and I, I don't know why I can't not do stuff. It's fun. 
Anyway, does anybody have a question, especially if it regards podcasts? Because I'm about to get off of here. Just Daniel recommended that we go live. And that's going to make for a really weird listening later, isn't it? Are you texting and driving right now? Am I texting and driving? It was a joke. You're not driving. Oh, I was looking at Instagram to see if I could find a live video. but Oh, well, um, no, you, you can't. It's invisible. It's on there. You want to see it? That's, that's real, right? Yeah. Okay, real. so this is the part of the podcast where everybody goes, I'm not finishing this one. This is boring. <laughs> um, anywho, let me get... I'm just going to hit end anyway. That was fun. Uh, people will be like, what was that? little curiosity for them. <clears throat> um, so I, I also, now that we're not on there, I have a weed page yeah. that used to be, <laughs> so I had a backup page cause we've talked about how fucking insane I used to be. Right. Yeah. Versus now, like I'm a little better. So I had a weed page that, or I have a weed page that was before that it was a dog page. And before that it was my backup page that I would just post a picture of a tattoo I did that I didn't post on my other one every couple months. Yeah. And it built up to like 2000 followers just uh, over years. Um, so now it's got like 2,500 followers and I've changed it from that to the dog page for the shop <laughs> to a weed page and a bunch, like I, I was, I didn't want to like disrupt a bunch of people's feed. So I didn't want to like change it to a weed page and then immediately start posting a bunch of pictures. So what I did is I changed it, changed the name, changed the thing and posted one picture that was like weed related, but could not offend anybody in an effort to get people that don't want to see it to unfollow it. And also yeah. like, like that way I'm not being a dick about it. And then I started posting weed shit all the time and I realized I could fucking currently, I could probably make money from some of these dispensaries from the interactions I'm getting. I could probably just go like, go to a dispensary and be like, Hey, five bucks, I'll post whatever you want. Yeah. And they'd be like, wait, you, you just, you'll, and I could probably get free weed, which is also great. Be like, Hey, if you give me some edibles, I'll mention them on my thing. <laughs> but I'm kind of like, I don't even, that's one of the, I don't even know why I'm doing it. But if I mix that with the podcast somehow, I feel like it's a little side revenue and then yeah. it makes me look more normal on paper. And when I want to buy a house, they won't be like, well, sometimes you make a lot of money and sometimes you don't make any money for like two months. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> like, well, that's exactly what the fuck I'm doing. I'm making some money and then not. Uh, that's what we do. Um, hey, like, there's a person you tattooed today. Let me see. Yeah. Is that, oh, wait, did he post it on the internet? Yeah. On the oh, I was like, I don't think I posted that yet. Yeah. I airdropped him all those pictures. Do you know that guy? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Um, so another fun thing I've been asking people that know Lawton people, I think I've officially decided I'm never apprenticing anybody again. It's just a terrible idea. Like we have a apprentice at the shop. That's like, then your Sarah's last apprentice with, do, was her name? Megan. She would apprentice for you. Didn't she? She's doing great. Yeah. 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 She's tattooing. Yeah. So she, she made me want to do more. I was yeah. like, dude, yeah, that was like the worst things about her. were still not that bad. Um, so, and I'm not meaning like her as a person, like apprenticing somebody is yeah. fucking hard. <laughs> like yeah. the hardest things that involved her were not bad. Um, so we hired, uh, Bailey who's doing great. She is like, she's under Sarah, but on paper she's kind of, it's weird. Like she's basically under me and Sarah, but she's really under Sarah. Yeah. Um, so she does a little time over there and like she helps out over here, but she mostly isn't here while we're working. She just kind of does like background stuff like the. Like if I say, hey, can you run to Walmart and just fill up all the snacks and stuff? I don't have to tell her what snacks. It just shows up. Yeah. And uh, that works great. So that makes me want another one too. And then we had one that we we made the mistake of hiring somebody that did really good in the interview. She really had some cool drawings, was really nice. And she turned out to just be fucking crazy. Not like, 
not like a little weird, not like tattoo or crazy, like, like real crazy. <laughs> so I'll tell you when we're not recording, one of the things that I think she did that I'm not sure if she did, so I don't want to say it because it'd be so fucked up if I was wrong, like to say that other person, but, um, put a little bad taste in my mouth. And then we have a guy that like, he's asking about apprenticeships and, and he's been drawing a lot and working on like trying to improve his skills. And I just told him like, Hey dude, I, if I had to guess, I would say I'm going to feel like this for at least six months. So you should probably talk to some other artists. There's other artists that work for me. There's other artists at other shops. Like, I don't think I'm your dude. And he thinks I'm his dude. And he's probably listening to that. Like he'll probably listen to this. So hopefully, Hey, if you're listening, it's okay to get an apprenticeship under somebody else. If you get really good, I can still hire you. <laughs> but I just, dude, it's so fucking weird. How, if you were me, what would you do right now? If, if it's helpful to have an apprentice, it makes sense to get one. Right now we have one that can get everything I need done, done. But if I have somebody that I think is awesome come in and I think I see a bunch of potential, they're really cool. And I just don't want to do it. Yeah. I still don't do it. But like, is there a middle ground I can find that you can think of that's like maybe like half like like okay have somebody else apprentice them but they that's work what I was gonna like, say maybe maybe make them like a shop apprentice like like have Jason sign the papers and they kind of work under everybody yeah and, and that way when you feel like doing it you can do it and then when you feel like not <laughs> fucking with them, well the thing is it always trickles up to me it's always like hey so here's the issue and I'm like that's a fucking dumb thing to text your box about boss about like I had one message that didn't make any fucking sense. And it was not, it wasn't complaining that somebody else at the shop was doing anything wrong. It was just, I do so much work and she doesn't. And it was like, okay, so just remember when you're working, you're earning your career. And yeah. no matter how hard you work, it doesn't matter what other people do. Right. And not only was she wrong, the person she was talking shit about works pretty fucking hard. Yeah. But even if she was right, and the, the other thing is like, I don't want to argue with her and fucking piss her off. Like I just, I just go, yeah, you know, like focus on you. Like, you do you, boo-boo. If you worry about yourself, you got a lot of shit to do already. Like, like if you just worry about you, there's plenty of work to be done on you all the time. So right. I don't understand that. But, yeah. like, little shit like that, like, I don't let it ruin my day anymore. I just kind of go, oh, well, that's fucking stupid. But <laughs> um, it's, it's fucking weird. Like, it's not the... It's that, and then trying to teach them how to clean a shop properly. Like, like teaching them to not fuck shit up. That's hard. But other than that, there's not much that's hard for the person teaching them. It's just like, it's a lot of responsibility and they're going to be fucking dumb and annoying a lot. And yeah. the smartest and best ones are still going to be annoying sometimes. And that's fucking part of it. But if not have somebody else apprentice, I'm like, I mean, what do you do? Like just say no every time and just feel like an asshole. Like, uh, say yes every time and turn them into money makers. Uh, Tell them to kick rocks until they come back again and annoy you. That's that's another thing. Fucking tattooers, the advice they give every kid that wants to be a tattooer is, man, just keep coming back and keep coming back and just bug them until they say yes. And I'm like, that's the worst advice ever. If you come back and I tell you not to come back and then you come back again, I'm going to fucking like call the cops on you. Yeah. Like I'm not. It's not going to be like, oh, this guy has motivation. Like, yeah, yeah, no, I don't want to. That's not motivation. Motivation at that is point, you're just getting irritated. Like, leave me the fuck alone, dude. And that's not going to make. Scoot closer to that. That's not going to make you want to apprentice. Them. No. And it's like, that's why I think it's shitty advice. But other people, sometimes that works. Like, yeah. I don't know who the people are. I've heard of it working. I don't know. Like, if you ask a hundred tattooers, I'm pretty sure 90 of them are going to be like, that's fucking crazy. Don't do that. Yeah. But that's the advice that a lot of people are giving kids that are wanting to be tattooers. My advice, 
fucking draw your ass off, show up with a portfolio. If they say not right now, be like, all right, cool. And then go get an appointment with them and get tattooed by them and then get tattooed by them again and get tattooed by them again. And then if they eventually like you, they'll be like, hey, you're the guy that brought me those drawings, right? Yeah. You still thinking about that? But the thing with that is that requires effort, that requires spending money, that requires planning, and that requires patience, and people don't have those things. Like, yeah. I understand why they don't have money. That's kind of hard to come by. I don't understand why patience is impossible now. Like, I'm the most and least patient person I know, and that's my favorite two things about me. I have no patience, and I'm like, I got this long in-game thing at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking stupid. I get that. Well, now, like, Brandy will be talking, and I'll be like, all right, so can you get to the end? Because you started four minutes ago. <laughs> and she's like, you ramble too. I'm like, I do. I just don't the way that you do. <laughs> And it's just like, I have no patience for certain things. And then other things uh, like, I'll like, people are like, how, like, how exactly do you just wait like that? And I'm like, I don't fucking know. I got a lot of shit to get done while I'm waiting. I don't even think about it. Like if I was trying to get an apprenticeship, I would keep myself busy drawing and I would be working a job job. Yeah. And I'd be so busy. I couldn't fucking worry about it. Right. And then I'd be like, you know what? I only have Sundays off. I'm going to see if that dude works Sundays. And then if I find out he doesn't, I'd be like, all right, well, <laughs> fuck, I got sick days saved up. I'm going to go get a tattoo. Yeah. And I'm, I feel like it. If they really wanted you to apprentice them, then they'd be patient. But yeah. if it was just like something they wanted to, like, I want to be an apprentice so I can be a tattoo artist, they would yeah. go find somebody else well, to apprentice them. The, the last, the one I was talking about that doesn't work for me anymore, uh, she didn't want to apprentice under me. She wanted to apprentice under Sarah. She just happened to land on me. It was an option. Yeah. And uh, it was real weird. And it was like, a, a I have ego issues. It's cool. But like, we were talking about, Instagram and I was like she'd been apprenticing for a month and a half two months and she was like yeah all you guys have about the same right like 1200 and I was like no like Sarah's <laughs> got way more than that I got way more than that like what are you talking about she hadn't seen my fucking Instagram ever and, she, and she's working for me wow I was like I didn't even fucking notice that I missed that like she had seen my work in person because she'd been tattooed by Sarah but she's never seen my portfolio or my Instagram and she just fucking started apprenticing I was like that's the weirdest shit that I've is. ever Why fucking heard. I was not? like, how would you work for me if you didn't look at my Instagram? Right. Like, but apparently I just put too much value on Instagram. Like, I mean, she she knows my work. No, and that's kind it's of... it's just weird. With, with tattooing, like, Instagram's kind of a tool. That yeah. And that's how you fucking... That's how you figure out who you want to work for or get tattooed by yeah. or fucking not get tattooed by or whatever. That's, that's why I try to only post okay ones. I try not to post many of the bad ones. Like, I do, like, 20 bad ones a week and one, like, okay one, so I'll post that one. <laughs> Um, for real though, I like Sarah and I both post a lot less on Instagram than we used to. And it kind of started going downhill. So, oh shit. I got, uh, Anna, uh, one of my wife's friends, she's running the shops Instagrams. And like, have you seen them lately? Like they're fucking just, just crazy shit every day, all the time yeah. on the stories. Um, isn't she the one that worked at the desk? That's Anna. Anna. Spelled the same. One saved on my phone is AD because I couldn't like... Their you know names the difference, like you try I, yeah. to call one and be the wrong one. It would be very confusing. Even <laughs> if they have the last name, like uh, edibles will fuck that up real bad. You just like be like, all right, who's texting me? Yeah, you think Shit. you're having a whole conversation. Even though the last name's <laughs> other, you think you're having a whole conversation yeah. with one that's another. So yeah, one's <laughs> AD and the other one's Anna or Anna. See, I can't even do it like that. But um, it's it's really fucking weird how important Instagram became for tattooing and how I'm like trying to figure out ways to get out of it. Yeah. Like I'm like, I need it. And, and I know that like, it's my main advertising tool. Uh, I know word of mouth actually works better, but to confirm word of mouth, people go, Oh, I love your tattoo. What's his name? 
okay, uh, you got his, what's his yeah. Instagram? I'm gonna look yeah. him up and check out some shit. And then they'll look me up and it's, if my, if not, if my, all my clients had a business card on them, it might be okay. But otherwise that's not going to fucking work. You need Instagram. Yeah. And like, we still have the Facebook pages, which I think Facebook, I hope Facebook's dying. Facebook's weird. Uh, Facebook needs to die. Cause like getting thrown in Facebook jail for everything. <laughs> I feel like we, we broke up with MySpace for way less than this. So <laughs> Something needs to happen. There. Yeah, what? Somebody needs to what make a new was it about media. Facebook that won the battle between Facebook and MySpace? Like I think Facebook just became up, cooler. Like, they just MySpace started changing a lot of stuff or something. I don't really remember. I, I was, don't either. I was young. I mean, I was I was in my teens. I didn't. I, I probably was too. I was probably almost. I don't know. I like. We could look it up. I was probably close to eighteen or nineteen when, like, well, you, I said we could look it up, and then I realized you're not gonna get an exact date. But like, uh, when was Facebook established? Go two years past that. Cause Facebook was like, it started out as just college. I think it was just one campus. I think it was just a college. And then the guy was like, dude, this is working real good. Let's go to all colleges. And you had to be a college kid. I remember when I first heard about it, you had to go to college to get on Facebook, which I thought was kind of cool. Facebook like- overtook MySpace. Facebook, which opened up its site to all comers in September, 2006 and would overtake MySpace in April, 2008. So I was 16 to 18. I was born in 90. So yeah, I was in my teens. The point is, I don't fucking remember it that clearly, but I remember I had a, a Facebook or a MySpace page for my paint work. I had my kit graphics, like my business painting cars uh, and motorcycles. And I had like, I was working down there at Nasty Motorsports. And then I opened a little place right here behind this gas station when I was like 15, 16. Um, I remember MySpace being big then. Yeah. I remember and then I, it just tanked because yeah. I had just got Facebook like right before it really went away and I was using it to market everything. Like I was like, I had one that was fake. Like it was like, not like anonymous for my tattoo work, like as like a portfolio. Yeah. So I didn't use it like trying to drum up business. I used it as like a mobile portfolio, kind of like photo bucket. So I could go, Oh, well just check out this. And it was, photo my name bucket. on there was Bobby chopsticks. <laughs> I forgot about photo bucket. Yeah. That used to be the go-to thing too. Before. Photo bucket was, yeah. Like, pho- but the thing is you could have portfolios on like photo bucket or, you could have a website or you could just use fucking MySpace and it's free and easy yeah. and I knew how it worked and I could put captions that I understood and I could tell people in a way they understood, like just go to fa- uh, myspace.com slash Bobby Chopsticks with an X. <laughs> and they were like, all right, cool. And I mean, now it's not illegal for me to tattoo, so it's cool. But when I was tattooing, that it was, that was fucking illegal as fuck. Like there was, I had a really good client and he's a very nice guy and... I've tattooed multiple 911 dispatchers and that's not his job anymore. So I can say this, they were doing a sweep. Somebody tattooed a minor in Lawton and they fucking, they got like their gang task force unit, which is like our equivalent to SWAT basically. Yeah. They're they, gang. they're, uh, are they like SWAT? I had some run-ins with them when I was little <laughs> just cause I was an idiot, but they're kind of, they're kind of assholes. So I guess that you could say they're kind of like SWAT. Well, but they're, if somebody's doors getting kicked in, that's who they send, right? Well, when I, when I was 18, my door got kicked in by the, drug task force and because we were selling weed but <laughs> it was like the drug task force in the u.s marshals oh like shit they had they actually have their own drug task force so. i didn't know that well whatever it was but i, I do <laughs> i can't really remember because you know getting woken up at 6 30 in the morning and getting thrown on the ground and putting handcuffs by a guy with a mask like <laughs> screaming police you don't really the thing when they're wearing masks makes it so much scarier yeah it's like well, dude i want to see your fucking face well but... like i was awake and then I heard, boom, police search warrant like six times, <laughs> and I just didn't know what to do, so I just pretended I was asleep. Like, I was gonna go. <laughs> That's what I would do, too. I'd be like, fuck it. And then I opened my eyes, and there's a guy with a rifle and a mask, and he's like, 
yanks me up by my arm, slams me on the ground, and puts me in handcuffs. And I was yeah, like, they're not gentle. No. Like, the thing is, if you're busting a house full of fucking teenagers, you could just scare the shit out of them and put handcuffs on them. Yeah. Like, you wouldn't need, you're going to emotionally fuck them up anyway. You don't need to fucking <laughs> slam them on the ground. But, uh, what the fuck was I talking about? MySpace, Bobby Chopsticks. <laughs> oh, there was a huge fucking, like, sweep because yeah. a guy in town tattooed a minor and, I'd got five or six different stories, and I never really got to the bottom of what was happening. But if I understand correctly, that minor had a parent that was important. Like, yeah. I don't know if it was like a mayor or what. So they decided, because this happened, we're going to crack down and get all these home tattooers, which included me. And my buddy that was a dispatcher, they, they brief them every morning. They go, hey, so we're going to do these busts at this address, this address, this address. And he was like, hey, your address is not on the list. But they mentioned, like, possible people they might whatever i didn't hear your name at all i'm just saying this is what's happening they're busting tattooers you might want to clean your shit up so i stopped tattooing people i didn't know and i started tattooing at a different location temporarily and i i remember wiping the fingerprints off of my fucking sharps container <laughs> like, I don't know, like i was just like freaking out like i was like i'm gonna put gloves on just wipe the just in case there's fingerprints i'm gonna wipe it and i just put all kinds of shit in a trash bag that was like disposable types that i was gonna throw away anyway got rid of anything that would prove i'd ever tattooed yeah and then i got rid of a lot of little things that would prove i could tattoo and then i consolidated all my shit into like you could barely you couldn't tell if i'd ever used it so they would have no proof yeah um and then i realized like looking back how silly that was like all that they would have done was probably like take my shit and find me a thousand bucks or something i mean it was i don't think but they, they put the fucking resources to, like, bust doors down on that shit. That's crazy. Yeah. And I remember I started following you on Instagram, I think it was. Maybe it's Facebook. I don't know. Before your shop was actually in London. It was still in Wichita Falls, I think. Probably. That's um, how... That's the only reason we did so well the first year is everybody already kind of... Yeah. I don't remember how I started following you, but I was always like, dude, this dude does crazy work. And then... Yeah. That's so sweet. But uh, that's... Most of the people I tattooed the first couple months, it was, I got a little bit of two different things. People would say they were kind of fed up with all the shops that they had. Like just, it was never the work. It was always the way they were treated. Um, and there's a few shops that never got brought up in that. And I'd be like, you know, that shop's really cool, right? And they'd be like, no, I didn't know about it. But uh, the shops that they had been to, a lot of people had a bad taste in their mouth and they just waited till there was a new shop. And this was a new shop and they just went in there. That was like the first two weeks. I was doing a lot of that. And, uh, most of the shit that booked was because they lived here and they knew about me from Wichita Falls and they had considered driving. They just didn't want to make a 45 minute drive. And now I'm right down the road. Weren't you living in Lawton and driving back? And yeah. Back every day? So yeah, what made you brutal. decide to finally. <laughs> All right. So I had a lease on a building. It was like, so I went down there to get a license. That was the initial idea. I had a license in Wichita Falls. So I went and worked at, uh, Screaming Skull. Uh, under a guy named Gerald Langley. He owns Design Masters now. I mean, he owned Design Masters forever. He opened up a second shop, kind of like yeah. this, like a little spot that was a little less stressful. And he basically had ran out his booth space in his other shop. So he seemed a little reluctant, but hired me. And then I tattooed and he taught me like how he does shit, which was like a lot of good and bad and like a lot of like, okay, I learned not to do that and to like, and I just had to use my own judgment, but he's like an old school biker type dude. And, uh, less than a year after that, he was trying to sell the shop because one of his guys had been stealing from him at the other shop to open a new shop and he hired his best artist too. So he lost two of his three artists in one day 
after being continually stolen from for months and trying to get to, like, he was trying to prove it so he could, like, not fire a guy from a guess. And then uh, he basically got proof about the same day that guy quit. And now, fun fact, everybody that I've ever had work for me in Wichita Falls at one point has worked for the guy that stole from my old boss to open his <laughs> shop, which is fucking hilarious. But uh, because he was in that situation, he was like, dude, I'm just going to sell this. And he was trying to sell it to different people. Like he had an offer for someone who's going to give him like $30,000 uh, and had an artist he wanted to hire. And I was part of what they're selling. Like it's a functioning tattoo shop with one employee. And uh, I was like, I kind of like sidebar, like, hey, if if I get a new boss and I fucking hate that motherfucker, can I just come over to Design Masters? And he kind of like did the head nod thing. <laughs> like he was like, I don't want to say it, but that's kind of what I was hoping. Um, and then he ended up, he was like, Hey, you know, that old Cadillac you got, you want to let that go? And technically my dad owned the car. It was a 68, uh, Cadillac, much like my 69 I have now. And Gerald wanted the car. So we traded the car and a small amount of cash. I, I don't remember. Actually I do. I think it was like the car and 3000 or something. And then, uh, it was kind of a joint deal. We, like my dad and I owned it together for, I don't know, three months. And then I paid him like I, I paid him back as fast as I could. I didn't like yeah. having a business partner. It was weird, especially my dad. Um, so everybody from what I can tell looked at it like, Oh, his dad bought him a tattoo shop. And in reality it was like, uh, there's a car in the driveway. The car was valued at a certain amount. I ended up having to pay him back at least that. And there was some, it was kind of weird, but like doing business with your dad is not a good idea. And like my dad and I both knew that, but it was like, my dad made some money off the deal. I got out of it pretty quick and I got to where I had my own shop and then I just wasn't going to fucking move. So I kept driving and then my lease on that place ran up and the guy was trying to renew it. It was 600 a month and he wanted like 850 or nine or something. And I was like, man, I've fucking, I give you 12 checks at a time post dated and I haven't asked you to fix anything that's not broken. You can't just like renew it at the same price. And he was like, no, I could sell it to you for a hundred thousand. The building's a pile of shit. Like, you yeah. know, the picture on my wall at the other shop. Yeah, that's it. It's, it looks like an old liquor store. And I looked up the, the last, it last sold for 30 something. And, uh, it was, it's estimated value was like 20 <laughs> and I'm like, dude, I'm not fucking paying that. So I went all over Wichita Falls looking for a place. And every time I told the potential landlord what I was doing with it, they were like, we don't, we don't do tattoo shops. I was like, what do you mean you don't do tattoo shops? Like, what the fuck? Like, what does that even mean? So I thought about it for a little bit. And I was like, the only reason I'm staying in Wichita Falls is because I have one guy working for me and I just don't want to be a dick and make him drive. And I was like, fuck it. I'll do what's best for me and like save myself two hours of driving every day. So I looked around here and it took me like five or six spots before I found a spot. It wasn't very hard at all. I'd looked at 30 plus up there and it was, the rent was a little higher. The space was a little bigger and I was like, fuck it. We're just going to do it anyway. And my plan was me and one other person, the guy that worked for me at the time and he quit about a week after. Well, actually I had to, I had to kind of fire him. He kind of quit. It was real weird. He didn't want to get fired, but he didn't want to work there. And he didn't want to quit because he didn't want me to like feel like he'd just abandoned me because I was like paying for his gas for him to get there and shit. This is, this is the interpretation I have. I really don't know because he just kind of cut off communication. But I told him to meet me at the shop one day so that I could talk to him about his employment status. And he, we set a time up, the shop in Wichita Falls, so he didn't have to drive as far. We set a time up. That time had passed by over an hour. And then he texts me. He's like, hey, you still want me to come up there? It'd take me about 45 minutes to get there now. 
And I was like, you were supposed to be here an hour ago, dude. I'm just, I'm currently packing your shit. You can just come get it. It's in the shop. And so that's how, like, I had to, I mean, I didn't have to. I could have waited, but it'd be awkward to fire fire him. I just fired him over text, kind of. And it was what he wanted. <laughs> and it was real fucking weird. It was like he didn't want to, from what I can tell, he didn't want to deal with the whole, like, I think he thinks I'm crazy, but I think he also thinks I'm a good boss. And I think he didn't want to, like, piss me off, let me down or whatever, but he also didn't want to quit or get fired or anything. So that was, like, his compromise. He's a really intelligent person, and he's really strategic about shit. So that's my guess. Um, But he currently works with another... He works with a dude I fired for stealing. Like, that dude's great. I'm going to leave all names out, just but that dude's cool. Uh, But he works with a guy that I fired for stealing and another guy that I fired for stealing for a guy that stole from my old boss. <laughs> That's crazy. So I'm good not being at Wichita Falls. It's fine. I don't mind. Uh, I don't I don't miss a lot about that area. It was, it was a different clientele too. Um, so working a lot and worked out great. And then like Tony, do you remember Tony Beasley? Yeah, the Tony, one, he, didn't he open a shop in Elgin? Yeah, yeah he yeah. showed up after a couple months and was just like, had a portfolio, was pretty cool. And I was like, all right, so here's what we're gonna do. Uh, I don't know you and I'm really picky about how I hire, but your work looks good. So how about Saturday? You just come in and do walk-ins with me. He's already licensed and shit. So it wasn't very complicated. Come in and do walk-ins all day. We'll see how it goes. And then after you finish the day, we'll sit down and talk and then give me, give me like till the following Tuesday to think about it. And then I'll let you know what I think then. And he came in and he did like fucking a ton of work, kicked ass. All of them were super clean. And then he booked an appointment for the following Friday. <laughs> and he was like, hey, I didn't want to tell him that I was like not here and here, whatever. I'll give you 100% if I need to. But I went in and booked an appointment. And I was like, I would have done the same shit. You're hired. It's cool. <laughs> like, like somebody's trying to get an appointment with you. Like, yeah, I'm not going to tell you no. Yeah. Uh, I'll figure it out. If you can't show up here, I'll get all your contact information. I'll tattoo you somewhere else. But I'll try to tattoo you here. And things worked out really good for almost exactly 10 months. And then, you know, the rest of that story. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, I don't know. I, uh, when, when the dude recently left and opened his own shop, the one we were talking about earlier, uh, I had like 10 people go, I think Tony's going to go work there. I was like, I don't think that's going to happen. I just don't see it, but I don't know what Tony's up to now, but I mean, he's, it's one of those deals like. If you could just keep him fucking focused on tattooing. He he was really cool to work with. You look like you're deep in thought right now. I'm trying to remember. Like I, Are I you getting a contact him. high? No, I followed him for a while when he had his shop, but I don't <laughs> That shit was wild. And that the other thing is like the shop, like I'm not saying like you know <clears throat> how that didn't go well. Um not saying he didn't have anything to do with it, but that it was that was all like strategies his girl came up with and she was pretty much running it and that's why it didn't go well like if he just opened a shop and just did straight up tattoos normal and you know (coughs) was at work the times he said he would be and was completely sober and clear when he was doing it he would he could run a good shop in elgin i mean i've thought about opening a shop like when i did this (coughs) excuse me one of my thoughts was open a shop in or around the elgin area and just just basically capitalized on all those little towns. Like there's Chickasha doesn't Chickasha does have a tattoo shop technically. Um, it's kind of weird. The guy that works there is really good. I know him personally, but the it's, I don't know if you'd call it like a shop. It's kind of like he just does appointments for people that know about him and he shows up there and he's got enough work that way. Um, 
But other than that, Chickasha doesn't have anything. Surreal doesn't have anything. Elgin doesn't have anything. Like somebody could I feel put like one there. Elgin would be a good market. Yeah, you got a lot you of military the, people that live there. And military people and rich people. Yeah, yeah. And then you also have Cement, Fletcher, Surreal, uh, whatever yeah, else around there. Right. And those people, it's just like, man, I don't want to drive all the way to Lawton, but I'll go yeah. 15 minutes. It's not, it's not that much fucking closer. I go to Medicine Park all the time. I'm like, I, I bank in Medicine Park. And I'll go from my house to Medicine Park, and I'll be like, dude, that was like fucking four minutes. Yeah. Like, it's not, I mean, it's not four minutes, but it's really quick. Right. It's a straight shot. Surreal's kind of the same way. Elgin's kind of the same way. But people would, it would work. I personally am not fucking trying to do any more things that involve having a lease. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm I'm cool with two leases and, and two two locations and... One, not even, like, the goal of this place is not to make money. Like, obviously, it's for me to make my own money out of it. And, like, Jason's paying to be here, like, how everybody else does. But it's, we're not, like, trying to crank them out. We're not trying to get people to yeah. walk in. It's basically just a place to do our appointments. And it's, yeah, it serves whatever purpose we need. It's a podcast studio, birthday party, whatever. And it's so cheap. Like, my landlord's cool as fuck, too. Um, so it's kind of one of those things, like, I hope I can stay at both places forever. Like I like what I have now, but I don't, I also might just randomly lose my mind and move to Ireland. So yeah. you never, if you could move to a different country, where would you go? Um, like not, not States. Have you left the country? Before? I've never left the country. I yeah, think Ireland, cool. that'd be a good, mm-hmm. you would like it. Maybe. Um, I don't know. I say Canada, but I feel like Canada is the same as the United Canada's States. Canada's very a different similar, accent. different, a little different accent, a little more open friendliness, and also a little less free speech. Like people, it's you want to have an issue out there, but like the Facebook gel shit, they they'll fucking give you a real fine for that. Like, um, I don't know what all they do, but I know there's been a few comedians that got in trouble, and most of them just move. Most of them are like fuck this shit, I'm out. Yeah. One of them fought it. He got a fine that was supposed to be like thirty thousand dollars. Uh, for saying something that the government's regulation of speech fucking people didn't agree with. And uh, he fought it to the tune of like over $100,000 in legal fees just to prove a point. He's like, fuck these motherfuckers. I'm not giving them shit. And he's attorney who fucking made bank, but he didn't end up paying, I don't think. I don't remember the whole story. But he was like talking shit about... Sorry. That's why I have that thing there. So he was... Okay, he's a comedian, they make jokes. Yeah. But he was just making a joke that people didn't like about a kid that was disabled that... So, I mean, you can see where it would be bad. Like, yeah. people would freak the fuck out in the States, but nothing legally would happen. You might even get sued, but you wouldn't be charged with a crime. Um, But it was like, I don't remember the exact details, but, like, let's say there's a kid that gets really famous for being, like, he has this one disease and he's probably not going to make it, but he survived and fought all the odds and they did like a story on 60 Minutes or some shit. It's like that kid in Canada. And he's like, it's been a couple years. Is he, why is he not dead yet? Like, and that that's like the punchline, I guess. Yeah. And people got really fucking mad, which, I mean, I understand why you get mad. I just don't understand the like legal charges thing, like why that's the government's job or whatever. But yeah, that's uh, crazy. Yeah. Also, Jordan Peterson is from Canada and I think that's where he got, in. I don't know where he was working, but do you know who that is? I've heard the name. He's an interesting cat, but he like he had some issues with some people like protesting his classes because of the way he speaks, and he's just telling the truth. Like he's not he's just not sugarcoating shit, and they didn't like it. And people get fucking butt hurt about a lot of stuff. People get butt hurt about everything nowadays, though. Like, Except fuck, like eating ass. They can talk about that openly. Nobody's offended if you talk about eating ass. 
you were. I guess that's right. Like, I've never really seen anybody get offended by it. Some people are like, ew, that's fucking gross. But right, but like, like, oh my God, you eat ass. You're a horrible but person. But if you said, uh, I I vaccinated my kids this morning, <laughs> they'd lose Some their fucking mind. Some people are like, oh my God. Like, if, yeah. if you said, we just left the doctor's appointment, my kid got his shots, you'd have 20 comments that say, you're a terrible person, I hope you die, you're a piece of shit. And then, like, some, like, cheerleaders with emojis. And that's yeah. it. Yeah. Like, and I, I don't know if that's still exactly how it is, but that's how it was last time I checked. Yeah, that's crazy. I don't see why people get so offended, like, especially about shit that doesn't affect their life whatsoever. Well, the argument of vaccines I keep hearing is, like, if you don't, like, let's say we both have kids and they're going to the same school. And I vaccinate my kid and you don't vaccinate your kid. Yeah. The argument I hear all the time is my kid's going to get sick because your kid isn't vaccinated. Your kid gets right. sick. And then I, and then my question is, does the vaccine not work? Because if that's the case... That means the vaccine doesn't work. Like, so if my kid was vaccinated and your kid got my kid sick after my kid was fucking vaccinated and clean for whatever it is. Yeah. Because your kid didn't have a vaccine and got it. Then how the fuck did my kid get it if the vaccine worked? So I've never understood the argument why I do understand why people get upset about what they're doing with their kids. Like, but when it comes to somebody else's kid, I don't personally give a fuck. Like if you, if you vaccinate your kids, I assume you think that's what's best. If you don't vaccinate your kids, I assume you think that's what's best. Yeah. If I don't think you're an idiot, I assume you fucking looked into it and you read a different article than I did or the same article. I don't know. But like when Brandy and I fucking had, okay, with Brylin, we read a lot of shit. Like we read too much shit and it's scary. So it made us like nervous about everything. And then with the other kids, we just did like legitimate research where we're like, okay, everything's kind of a little blown out of proportion. And we made decisions. And then we also like talked about this not too long ago. We don't tell anybody about the number of vaccines or lack thereof or... Like, I'm going to pretend I'm on both sides of the fence forever just to fucking stay out of arguments. Yeah. Like, kind of like, I can't even say that because I'm on a podcast. I was going to say the thing I don't tell a lot of people when I'm at a restaurant because I get yelled at. <laughs> Be like, I, I'll, I'll have a grilled cheese. Why you ain't getting a burger? Because I don't want a burger today, sir. I'm sorry. <laughs> but uh, anyway, you got anything else to add to this or you want to wrap it up? Like, I mean, we can keep going. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. How I long ain't... have we been going? Is it long enough? It's been over an hour, right? I don't know. I don't, I don't know, know either. We should Usually I hit put a little timer on there to make sure it doesn't run too long because I did one for three hours and 20 minutes. And then today I was washing my car with my headphones on and I heard a dude talking about letting podcasts run for three or four hours and it not mattering. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know. Like, I just feel like I'm intimidated by three hours. Like when I look at it, I'm like, dude, I'm trying to listen to this on my way to work and back. Yeah. So my new decision is don't worry about time. If it runs an hour, it runs an hour. If it runs 30, it runs 30. If it runs five hours, that's fucking weird. We'll have to make it two episodes (laughs) because it won't even upload. It'll break my computer. This computer is like a 2013 MacBook Pro. Shout out to Apple. You guys want to sponsor me? Throw me a fucking 2014 gently used <laughs> fucking MacBook Pro. Anyway, uh, if you, for some reason, are still listening and enjoyed this, please hit the old five-star thing, and you can check out Daniel's shenanigans when he gets back on Facebook. Uh, anything to add? We good? We're good. All right, we're out.